Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right, welcome into the Render Podcast. We're so excited for this brand new series called the Team Series. You're going to be hearing from every single one of our team members, and we are kicking it off with sales. We're going to go into creative, we're going to talk to our operations department, we're going to talk to our leadership team, floral, you're going to hear from pretty much everyone on the entire team. So I'm excited to have you here. This will be happening over the next, I believe, four or five weeks. And so I'm excited to have you in to chat with our team and uh, hear what we do and see what we do. And these are going to be more interview format. And so you're going to be able to hear from them and how they do their individual jobs. So we're excited to be here. Kathleen has been on the team for almost a year. I can't believe it's been almost a year already. Yeah. And you've heard her on the podcast before. She was here to talk about design decks with Kaylee just a couple months ago. And then we also talked about loving our clients well a couple weeks ago as well. And so you can link back and see those episodes with her on it. But Kathleen, do you want to introduce yourself and tell our followers and our listeners a little bit more about yeah. you? Yeah. I'm Kathleen. Um, I am part of the sales slash events and florals team. So I overlook all the inquiries coming in um, and take the clients through the booking process. So that's been a lot of fun. It's crazy that it's all, almost been a year. It feels like it's a way past that, but yeah. time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, you feel like you've been on the team way longer yeah. than just a year. So that's exciting. All right, let's kick off sales and what we do in sales. It's very simple. I mean, most of us have done a sale. If you've ever sold anything in your entire life, you've done sales. But sales can be complicated, especially when it is a rental sale and it's not a product sale. And so if you're listening to this, you're likely in the events industry at least, and you likely are doing something rental or floral related. And so we're going to be talking about those things. And so in the sales industry, it's been on and off for a few uh, couple years. And um, we have had a ton of lead time before the pandemic happened. So we, we used to have minimum three to four weeks of a lead time before, if not a few months, six months, a year. And right now, it just isn't that way. Usually we're getting sometimes day of requests. Gosh, a couple weeks ago. Maybe even last week, I think it was, a client reached out the morning of her event, and we were able to, thankfully, um, come forward and, and do her event, but lead times are different mm -hmm. nowadays than yes. they were before. So how are we handling these quick turnaround times? Um, I think just staying on top of the project itself, getting all the information up front, so you you know are setting up your teammates for, yeah. up for success. So. When that comes in, if it's like a day of, I try to get all the information, logistics, what's their overall aesthetic, um, and then try to gather as much information. So when I pass it off to Gabe, who's our logistics manager, he knows everything up front, has an idea of like what the layout is. And so when he passes that along, 
A lot of the times we are, when we're getting that inquiry, especially day of, a couple days before, we're already talking to our entire team and just saying, hey, just FYI, just got an inquiry for today or tomorrow or later this week. Um, I'm working with them. I'll let you know as soon as they book. But here's some preemptive things that you can start thinking about when it comes to scheduling our cruise. Um, a lot of times we have something to do even if it's not an event. And so sometimes we can make those days a little bit heavier on our staff, meaning we schedule more people just in case those things book. But usually we have something to do, whether it's counting inventory, making sure our inventory is in clean, working, rentable shape, um, cleaning up the warehouse after a busy week. If your warehouse is like ours after a busy week or weekend, usually a mess and it needs to be cleaned up and so we're able to staff those a little bit heavier of days um, than just like one or two people so um, being able to communicate with your entire team when a last minute sale comes through it's really important if you are someone who's a solopreneur and you're taking all the sales and you're doing all the logistics then you don't really have to communicate with very many people although your staff could be yourself maybe a partner or a family member or a friend. So you're going to maybe want to have to text them real quick and just say, hey, I might need you on Saturday this weekend or uh, later today even. So know your capacity and what you can do. If you don't have a larger staff like we do, you might not be able to say yes to some of those things, but it's something that you can prep for and think about for later on when you do grow your company a little bit more. And what has helped is setting deadlines yes. for the client, like letting them know, hey, I need to know by 1 p.m. today. Right. That way it gives a window for your team to actually prepare for that too. So. Yes. Yeah. Without deadlines, they'll take advantage and they'll wait until literally the very last minute to book something. And that can be really hard, especially on you and your team, especially if it's a smaller team. So deadlines have been really helpful. Expiration dates on quotes mm -hmm. have been helpful. We typically have a 14-day expiration on any quote that is sent out, especially if it's more than 14 days out. But you have the authority to shorten that window if you need to. So you can say, hey, thanks for reaching out. It's a Tuesday. I need to know by Thursday at 12 p.m. And if I don't hear back by then, I'm going to assume that you're not booking and we're not able to fulfill that. And then it usually lights a little fire under them to, to get them to have those answers really quick. There's a difference between hunting and fostering sales. If you're new to these terms, hunting means you're going out and getting new business that you wouldn't otherwise have. And fostering sales means if you have inquiries coming in or DMs from social media or phone calls or emails coming in, that's fostering your current sales. And so there's a difference between the two. When we talk about hunting the sales, we're going to talk about that and how we do that in a minute. But when it comes to fostering sales, how do we do that and how do we stay really thinking of them as humans and continuing that relationship. So when it comes to fostering, I typically like to go through my client list of names and contact information. And then I just like to send a quick note, note or email um, asking them how they how their month was or if I remember they had an event going on or if they had like some personal you know, life changing things <laughs> happening. Ask about that. It's I think it's really important getting to know your client, having that like personal connection and just being able to talk about things outside of events and outside work is a big step. Right. And then we foster those through Google, mm -hmm. uh, Google searches. People find us from Google. They might find us from Instagram and they do a wish list or contact page. That's usually how we get a fostered sale. And so we talk about how we do that through fostering, like she just mentioned, but we also have quotes that we're able to really 
give them a full picture. Um, if you are interested in going back and listening to our design deck episode, we'd love for you to click on the show notes and go check those out. Um, it was a really good episode. You might want to watch the YouTube version of that. If you're listening to this on a podcast, meaning you're not seeing our faces right now, we have a YouTube channel and we are able to share with you maybe some demonstration of what we're doing or um, what we're showing you. But the design deck specifically, I would highly recommend you go watch the YouTube version of that instead of listening to it on the podcast, because it's going to be a lot more helpful for you to actually see what we're talking about. That's more of like a hands-on type of episode than something like this. If you didn't know we had a YouTube channel, we do. You can go check out all those podcasts on there. All right, so outside sales is a little bit of a different approach. One of my favorites is sponsoring events and SEO. Um, sponsoring events has been super special um, because we're able to show our product. We're able to take things that we do, like pedestals, like the one that we're sitting at right now, or the bar stools that we're sitting at, or lounge furniture, or bars, or anything like that. We're able to show them what that looks like. Um, in person and to be able to say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with Render Events. This is what we do. Actually, look over there. That's specifically what we do. There was an event, gosh, probably in 2017 or 2018. I was at a venue in Fort Worth called The Brick, and it was upstairs. We were having our cocktail hour before we went downstairs for the dinner, and I was talking to a planner who I hadn't seen for a while, but we mutually knew who each other were, and you're talking and, I, and she said, oh, well, what do you, what do you guys have nowadays that you maybe didn't have before? And I said, well, everything that you see here, we actually sponsored tonight. And so you can see the bars over there. I think we had our Ophelia bars and we had some lounge furniture and we had our acrylic pedestals as cocktail tables. And she was like, oh, I had no idea that you did acrylic. And at that point we had been doing acrylic for like three years. And we were like, oh yeah, we have been doing it for three years. And she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. And then the very next day she booked something that was acrylic. But she wouldn't have known that we did acrylic unless we sponsored that event. And so sponsored events is a really great opportunity for you to show off new inventory or even old inventory that people didn't know that you had and show them what it looks like in person so they can experience it, they can see how tall it is, they can touch it, sit on it, all of that. You might not want to sit on a pedestal or a bar, but they can sit on your <laughs> lounge furniture or chairs. So sponsoring events is a really great opportunity. Um, we sponsor a lot of associations here in the DFW Metroplex, NACE, WIPA, MPI. Um, next week, we actually have an MPI luncheon that we're doing, or breakfast. Um, and so sponsoring events is really, really important. My other favorite is SEO, which is search engine optimization. It's how Google recognizes you as a company. So you can have your website, but if you don't optimize it in a search engine capacity, it's going to be really hard for Google to find you. So what that means is if someone is searching Dallas event rentals or DFW rentals or chair rentals or whatever it is that you do, if someone is Googling that from a searching perspective, a client's perspective, if you don't have those words in those um, things on your website, Google's not going to recognize you. And so you might have just um, Dallas event company, but you don't have rentals on your homepage, Google's not going to know that you do rentals. And so it's not going to grab that word and optimize it for you. So doing things like um, blog posting on a regular basis, um, adding keywords and meta descriptions. We have a whole episode about this, so go check that out in the link below in the show notes. Um, but 
making your site optimized to where you can be searched on Google is really important. Think about it from your client's perspective. Think about it from if you wanted to find the stuff that you have, what would you search for on Google? And you're going to want to have those key phrases on your website. Uh, the biggest place you're going to want to have this is on your homepage. The biggest thing about SEO you might not know is that your homepage is the most searched place on Google. It also prioritizes what is higher up on your website versus lower on your website, if that makes sense. So if you have a paragraph that says Dallas event rentals, we specialize in chair, table, backdrops, and bars, and that paragraph is three or four sections down on your homepage, it's not going to be as searched as if it was the second, the first or second thing down on your webpage. And so prioritizing those words higher up is going to make Google search your website in a really optimized way to where you can get searched and found really easy. A lot of our inquiries come from Google, especially corporate. And corporate is the one that pays the bills. Yes. <laughs> They've got the big money. And so if corporate is using Google the most, we want to make sure that those words are highly searched and we have those on our website. So SEO and sponsored are my two favorite ways of being able to hunt and go get some additional people that might not have known about us through social media. What are some of yours? Networking events. I've started going to networking events. To be honest, this is my first time ever going to networking events, this job. Um, so I was a little uncomfortable at first, but then like as I started to attend more, I would you know recognize people and then um, just felt more confident approaching people. Um, I think it's a great way to start a conversation of what you do in the events industry, what you you know provide for planners, for, for anyone. A great example was I went to a wedding luncheon. I met a wedding planner that was, I think, her first or second time coming to the luncheon. So we hit it off. We chatted. We talked about our personal lives, our work lives. And then I, as we got to know each other, I found out she was planning a wedding for a couple at a venue that we've been to. And from there, I was able to book a lounge um, rental for their wedding. So that was just a great conversation of, you know, getting or letting her know what we do um, and then just, you know, letting her feel comfortable working with me and vice versa. So mm -hmm. that was a good, that was a good sale. Yeah. Well, networking gets you in front of people who yeah. may not have known about you otherwise. Mm -hmm. When I used to be doing a ton of networking uh, before overseeing the large team that we have now and doing this podcast and online course. One of the biggest contacts that I got from networking was the Dallas Cowboys. And actually this morning, I just told the team that we mm -hmm. have a little bit more opportunity with the Dallas Cowboys, which is exciting. Um, but I had been wanting to work with the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones for a very long time here at the DFW Metroplex. I've been going to a group called NPI over and over and over and over again. And I always wanted to be able to work with them. And so I had been fostering a relationship with one of their contacts. And finally, she reached out to me and she was like, hey, I remember meeting you at MPI. I'd love to book. I think the first order was like a $20,000 order for lounge at the Star, which is the Dallas Cowboys practice facility up in North Dallas. And she was able to book that. We knocked it out of the park. And then she very next week booked a Nike event with us. That was a Nike and Dallas Cowboys collaboration. And I think we got like fifty dollars or $60,000 within two months just from that Dallas Cowboys connection because they fostered that relationship from a networking group. And I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I didn't meet her at this networking group versus doing a cold email or a cold call. You don't have that warm interaction with them. 
And so networking events are super important. And then I've encouraged Kathleen and I encourage you guys as well. If you are going to networking events, especially those that are in the events industry, get involved in those groups. Um, NACE, DFW NACE and MPI and WIPA and ILEA and PWG. Those are some big ones here in the DFW Metroplex. And I have served and Kathleen has served as some sort of a committee or board member of each of those associations. And so it's important to get involved because not only are you going to give back to the association that is hopefully giving you a lot of business, but you're also getting to know other members and other venues and people that you can work with to further those relationships more than just a conversation at an event. What about relationship building? That's something that you have loved doing, the site visits and mm -hmm. doing those packets. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, the relationship building has been kind of, not kind of new, but like it's a new addition to what I have done outside sales-wise. I enjoy them because I like to, you know, not only share what we do as as the company, but I also like to see what the venues have to offer, just so I can feel knowledgeable for planners or anyone that's still looking for a venue, I can be able to speak about the venue. Um, so it's just getting to nice getting to know mm -hmm. the the owner of the venue or the event manager, because um, that's a new connection that you can just foster and like just get to know them. It's nice having a friend in the events industry because right. it can get kind of catty about it. Yeah, <laughs> you can totally get yeah, catty. Yeah, yeah. So it works. It's nice sure. to just you know meet them outside of the networking yeah. event. So it's one on one time. It's FaceTime. It's just it's out of that yeah networking feel. So it's getting to know each other in a one on one yeah. basis. So that's been fun. I've been able to you know make sales out of that too. So that's nice. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I've enjoyed the site visits and just tell them about the site visit packets that you're putting together. Yes. For so for I feel like this is something that furthers yeah. just like going and meeting them. And some of that, like you mentioned, is you getting to know the venue so that when you have a client mm -hmm. that says, hey, I'm getting married at Hotel Drover, you're like, oh, yeah, I've been there. I've seen the ballroom. I've seen this foyer area. And let me tell you the rentals and the inventory that would look best there because mm -hmm. I've been there. Versus yeah. being like, oh, yeah, I've seen pictures. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. We are more knowledgeable. We're yes. the experts at that point. Yes. For the site site packets, I include in there what, so I kind of like to look at their website and see what kind of events they host or what kind of, what their look and feel is or the branding. Um, and then I like to build out mock proposals of like a lounge or floral that I think would, you know, really elevate their space. So I include that in there as well as information about our trade program or just about render. Um, and then I also like to include my business card and my just thanking them for their time. Um, so that has really helped. Um, my last site visit to a wedding venue, um, she actually came back out to my car and let me know, like, oh my gosh, this is something I've been dreaming of doing. Um, so she, you know, eventually wants yeah. to do a styled shoot. And that's a great connection to have. Um, styled shoots are work wonders. So that's, yeah. I mean, just showing them like what you're capable of, our scope right. of work, and our eye for design is a right. big, big help. And then they can take that and use it to sell mm -hmm. their venue, too. Mm -hmm. They can say, look, this company has really elevated our venue. Our venue is really great already, but here's what another vendor can do to make it even better than it already is. So it's fun. And it allows them to really put trust in us without even yeah. working with us yet. Some of these site visits we've had, they haven't even worked with us yet. And so 
being able to go there and say, hey, we're really great and we do floral and we do rentals, but then showing them here's what we really can do. It builds that trust factor. I've talked about it so many times here on the podcast that to book our clients, we have to overcome this trust bridge. And if the venue who's referring us can already say, I already trust this vendor, that's already getting you one step closer to being able to book that person who fully trusts you. Um, another person to say, yes, render is incredible or your company is incredible goes so much further than you trying to overcome that bridge on your own. Okay, sometimes sales can have that used car or sleazy kind of word to it. Yeah. I think that's becoming a little less common. That's yeah. more of like the 10, 15 years ago. But still, sales can feel really tough. And it can be, it can feel like this daunting task. Yes. Especially as women and especially as people who are maybe more creative. You don't want to sell them. You just think, you know, it's just hard to overcome that sales boundary. And so how do we still become human? and make the follow-ups, make the interactions, do the sales funnels, how it's built and how it's been proven to work over and over again, and still maintain that relationship and not be that used salesman type of mentality. I mean, I think it goes back to fostering the relationship even outside of the sale or during the sale. It's just making, not making them think, or just showing them that you genuinely care about their event for their best interests and you want their event to go, you know, perfectly. Um, so it's just thinking, I, for me, I like to think like ahead of the client, just making sure that um, I am able to show them like what right. my ideas are. So no, I think that's okay. great. I think just maintaining that relationship is really yeah. important. Yeah. Instead of thinking them as a number or thinking of them as just someone you can earn a commission off of mm-hmm. or earn a sale off of, anything number related should be generally avoided obviously there is a push to make sales because you can't have a company without sales the backbone of your company but you also want to maintain a relationship and so thinking of them less than a number um is so much better kathleen mentioned earlier think about their personal life if you've already built a connection with them do they have kids they have pets do they have a partner in life um, did they recently move here and you want to follow up on, hey, how's the move going? Have you found your favorite restaurant yet or something like that? They have a birthday coming up or, or a kid's birthday or a pet's birthday, anniversaries. Um, sometimes it's easier to create those relationships and maintain those relationships if you follow them on social media um, and say, oh, I loved the event that you did last week and it looked beautiful. Specifically, I loved the color pink that you use in the palette or whatever you want to say. But being able to keep in touch with their lives goes way further than just thinking them of them as a sale. Um, okay, you've got an SOP for sales. We've created this SOP. It's been created and recreated and recreated and recreated over and over again. Um, and so we've crafted that so many times and we've perfected it as much as we can over the years. How often do you use that and how important was it when you first came onto the team and your training on getting into sales? When I first got into this role, I used it a lot, like every day. <laughs> um, and then once I got comfortable with it, I would, you know, then add on to, add my own twist to things. Mm-hmm. But I think the SOPs are very important because it's tried and true. Mm-hmm. And I know we go back and like edit it, but it's, it's evolving. The industry is always evolving, especially yeah. after COVID. So I think having a good structure or just foundation of what has worked for us and using that um, goes a long way. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. 
an SOP for those of you who don't know. I've talked about it on this podcast before, but maybe you're new to this podcast. An SOP is a standard operating procedure. It's the way that you do what you do. It's a step-by-step process. And so something that's been tried and true works should be made into an SOP. Um, we have an SOP bundle. We had to take it down temporarily because we are making it better than it was before. And so if you're interested in looking at our SOPs and getting a hold of those, we've got a link down in the show notes and you can add yourself to the wait list when that releases. Um, but an SOP is really important. We don't only have SOPs for sales. You're probably going to hear about SOPs on every single podcast coming out in this team series, but we use SOPs through every single part of this business. The podcast you're listening to right now has an SOP of how we do this podcast. The digital course, uh, Rental Business Academy, that's got an SOP to it. Operations and logistics, how we load a truck, there is an SOP for that. Um, social media, there is an SOP for that. Floral. Floral, there's an SOP for that. I feel like there's, I think every part of this business has an SOP for how we do things. And it's so important that you have that because if you would bring anyone into this business, any new employee to this business, if anyone leaves and you replace that person, having an SOP for how you've done it mm-hmm. makes that person set up for success instead of set up for failure the moment they walk into your door. Yeah. So having everything ready to go is really important. Okay, we use marketing to help get knowledge to our customers and promote rental products that we want to push more. How do you and I use our creative team to make that happen? Um, so we definitely utilize the this or that on Instagram with TJ. Just if we want to see where our clients are, or not where they are, but like where they are mentally for events or just furniture pieces, I think that's a good way to, you know, get the real time answers from them. If they like it, they're not liking it. It's a good way to see if we need to add to our inventory or take some stuff out of our inventory. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a good like pulse to see where we are yeah, or where they are. Yeah. If we ever have a question of like, I don't know, should we add this Mm -hmm. inventory or not? Or like with floral, with pricing, with naming things, uh, taking something in or out of inventory, anything that we're kind of on the fence about, sometimes we'll just pull up the Instagram story and say, hey, can we add a this or that? Or can we add a poll or something like that? Um, Recently, we did a this or that on our Instagram for Mother's Day for floral. And we were able to show a few different styles of floral bouquets. We were able to ask a poll on how much should we charge for these things. And it gave us some real-time answers on those things. It was able to um, really give us educated answers on that instead of just guessing and putting something into thin air. And really be able to go back to those people and say, look, what you voted on really helped us make this decision. And you can actually go buy this thing. Um, so it's not only a educational move, but it's also a sales move as well. And so we are about to, if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, go follow us at therender.co on Instagram. And very soon we're going to be posting a this or that on some new inventory that we're looking at adding to our um, adding to our inventory here at Render. And so we'll have a this or that on multiple different things. And it may be good for you to go check that out and then hopefully implement that into your own business as well. So very important to do that. And aside from that, I think the reels, just doing like an event recap, mm-hmm. a quick event recap of what we've done really, you know, allows our clients to see what our scope of work is and yeah, the, our design elements. So yeah. I think it's a good way to get it out there. Yeah. Want to 
one wedding is going viral, so. <laughs> yes. Or I would like to say it's viral, but. Yes. I, I feel like it is. Yeah, I mean, 10,000 views. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, marketing is a huge mm-hmm. game, game changer when it comes to sales. Without marketing, it's really hard to get sales. Yeah. Because you have to have a portfolio to show what you do. If you don't have anything to show what you do, it's hard to, again, cross that trust bridge with people. Um, we actually just got a big wedding order booked because of the wedding that went viral. It was actually my brother's wedding. Um, and we knocked it out of the park. We did a reel about it. We did lots of social media posts. It's on our uh, website. We put it everywhere. And we got a booking because we did that wedding and because we made some social media marketing because of that wedding. And so not only will people see what you do, but it also will influence others to share what they did and then book you from that as well. Yeah, super important. It plays a huge part in what we do. Um, okay, we hear a lot of no's from clients or people ghost you. They don't yeah. say anything at all. Unfortunately, that's just a part of sales. Saying no, hearing no, ghosting, it's a part of sales and it I think will always be a part of sales. But how do you stay motivated when people say no or they ghost you? Um, I think, you know, really being confident in the work that we do and the designs that we produce. I I mean, yes, it's heartbreaking when it's, when it's not being used. But we always save, like, great designs. Like, Haley and I will always save great designs just for a future event that we'll yeah. probably book. Like, for example, Haley's Airbus was canceled because of COVID. It was Texas themed, and we just had a Texas themed event. So I was able to pull some of the design elements from there and still bring it to life. So that was exciting because that's a good event. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we can say that, you know, we came up with this concept. Now we've done it. Now we have real photos and a design concept that you can share with other people yeah. who want to book that as well. It's really good as a sales team. If you have a sales team, if it's more than just yourself, you sharing your sales uh, design decks and some of the things that you're learning. We have a sales meeting monthly and we get to talk about what is in our funnels, what are we having trouble with. We try to come with some additional information of what we're learning as a sales team. I listen to a ton of podcasts and so I'll take notes uh, when I'm listening to a podcast that has to do with sales and I'll encourage our sales team with those. Um, Or if something's working, like we implemented um, the expiration on quotes because someone was like, hey, I tried this with my clients and it worked really well. Let's start implementing this. And so having our sales team combined and being able to share with each other um, is really important and being able to feed off of each other. Kaylee made a really great rendering for the Texas themed and then we took it a step further. And then now she's able to take that a step further. We use this um, concept called yes and. Kaylee and I went to a networking event um, a long time ago maybe three or four years ago. And there was a company that came in. They're actually a comedy company here in the DFW Metroplex, but they taught this concept for sales called the yes and method. And it's when you have an idea, you bring it to your team, you say, hey, I've got this really, really great idea. This is what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. You explain your idea. And the other person says, yes, and let's do this. And so you'll be able to take this concept of, yes, that's a great idea. Let's make it better. And then you can respond by saying, yes, I love that, and let's do this. And so this one tiny little idea becomes this huge thing. We actually did this recently with our internship program that we posted about. Um, TJ on our team came, and she said, hey, I think it would be really great if we brought on an intern. I said, that's great. I think that's a great idea. Yes, and what if we open it up for event sales? 
She's like, I think that's really great. What if we also open it up for digital courses? I said, I think that's great. And then we were able to create three new positions from this one idea that she had. So the yes and method can work really, really great, especially when you have design decks that you can share and um, feed off of. So sometimes a no or a canceled event isn't necessarily just a no, it's just a not right now, but maybe you can use those for something else. Really important, for sure. All right, we talked about relationship building. We've talked about it a lot in outside sales tactics. So what's been your favorite event quote? Because of a, little, a relationship that you were able to gather from a networking event or from some sort of relationship that you built. Um, so we recently had an event with Uptown Dallas Inc. They had an outdoor orchestra concert. Um, it was super fun to design. It kind of made my like baby breath clouds dreams come true. <laughs> so that was super fun. And then just seeing it come to life. I think they saw our work from... Um, party slate so they reached out for florals um and then yeah up from there the party slate event if you don't remember was the one with like supermarket and the baskets and all that i think they were in attendance at that event did they attend the yes event? that's how they got um yeah my information yeah they attended the event they saw how we were able to go outside the box mm -hmm. which is what their event was it was outside the box it wasn't just like a traditional arrangement yeah. It was plural in different capacities, and so they said that it looked great, and so they reached out, and Uptown Dallas is a local company, and they did this uh, concert, and so mm -hmm. I don't think we had any baby's breath at Party Slate, mm -hmm. but because you were able to network yeah. and see them and make a connection with them, they were able to come, and I think that order was around $10,000. Yes. Yeah. So we sponsored an event, which is one of the outside sales tactics. And then we got business for that because we got another event. And that's not just the only event that we were able to get from that. We'll continue getting events. And because of the relationship that was built there, they're going to be able to come back over and over and over and over again. Just from one sponsored event. Yeah. Very exciting. All right. So with these uh, series of team events, I have three questions that I'm going to ask every single person on our team that you are hearing from. And so here's the first question that you're going to hear. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So Kathleen, what is your favorite memory working with Render? It would definitely have to be my first Render Christmas. I am a sucker for intimate gatherings and settings. So simple yes. and laid back is always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, we just did a dinner out mm -hmm. in our parking lot, and then we had a jumbo TV brought mm -hmm. in, and we watched Elf, and we had everyone's favorite candy, yeah. popcorn machine, we just felt like it was such a weird year in 2021 yeah. that we were like, let's just do something chill. Mm -hmm. And it was so fun. That's one of my favorite Christmas yeah. parties we've done, for sure. Okay, what is your favorite event we've done? The Defined Dish dinner party. Yeah. The book launch was so fun. It, I, it was very last minute. I had two or three days to get everything yeah. ready, but I think everything turned out beautifully. And it's, I think... So this day is still one of my favorite events. Yeah. No, or like fun. designs that we've ever done. So. Yeah. The really Defined Dish was a recipe book or it's cooking a, book? It's like a recipe cooking book. Yeah. She's a chef's cooking recipe yeah. blogger in Dallas. Uh, so she launched a new book and we did. Uh, and we were part of her dinner party. So yeah, it was fun. I'm sure the food was amazing. Yeah, I'm too. sure it was too. <laughs> it was straight from her cookbook. So. Yeah. And I think she made it all in her yes, kitchen too. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Okay, last one. What is your favorite core value and why? 
My favorite core value is work hard and live well. I am a one Enneagram, and I don't know if it's just ones or if it's just me, but I can typically burn out really fast because I just, you know, I sometimes I just don't stop working. I'm not a three, I swear. <laughs> but ones and threes though are very yeah, similar and that they will just continue too. to work yeah. because it like makes you feel good because yes. you're good at what you do. Yes. Yeah. So I can burn out so easily. So it's nice to work for a company that thinks about you outside of work. Mm -hmm. Like get your work done but also rest. So that's always right. fun. Although I will say a couple times I see her little green light on on Slack at like 7 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock yes. at night. I'm like, what is she doing? She's supposed to not be working right now. And she is. Yeah. So, I try. It's so good. Yeah. And it makes you show up for your, show up as your best self. So. Yes. Exactly. So hopefully refresh. Yes. Even if you're up till 9 o'clock. <laughs> Even. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this wraps up the sales episode with our team series. Next, you're going to hear from TJ about creative and the creative team and how we do marketing here at Render next week. And I'm excited to have you be a part of that conversation. But thank you for being here today and talking about sales. Yeah. By the way, Kathleen hates being on podcasts. Yes. But she's here anyways. <laughs> she's doing great. And we'll hear from her, I'm sure, again very soon. Thanks for being here.